Welcome to the Koilel Igor's Kirka of Kugarn Hills, New York. Good morning, everyone. Shalom Aleichem. We have in this week's parsha the mitzvah of Berchas Hamazon. The Alchalta Shalata Berachah. And the Mabla Mitzvah. The Alchalta. Meaning, these Sukkim are in juxtaposition with the Torah relaying that God reprimanded us in the Midbar. That when you come to Eretz Yisrael, you'll be mocked the Torah of Hashem, and you will not reject it, you will not rebel against it, because you're already used to rebuke and reprimanding, and therefore when you will eat and you'll be appreciated, you won't forget to thank Hashem for the goodness that gave you. Like a child who was taught by his father to be disciplined, and when the child gets wealth and success, he'll be trained in the Torah and he'll be able to thank Hashem. In other words, the Malam is a very important lesson that the Mitzvah of Hashem is given in the context of how Hashem disciplines us in the Mitzvah. Had Hashem not disciplined us in the Mitzvah, we would have gotten to the Eretz Yisrael and we would have had abundance. But we would have been a free spirit and we would have rejected and rebelled against Hashem, but because we've already been trained with Nidoy Toivoy, therefore we could accept His benefits graciously and humbly and um, thank Hashem properly. Now, I want to focus today on some of the great spiritual benefits of Rosh Hashem and primarily I want to focus on the following uh, subject. And that is, there are many things in Rosh Hashem that we thank Hashem for that seem to be irrelevant and unconnected to food. We know the first bracha of Rosh Hashem, Allah Oretz, the Allah Mazan, thank Hashem for the land of Israel, which is certainly appropriate because we have to thank Hashem for the land that produced our food, most notably our Israel. But then in Noidelacha, we start bearing off and we thank Hashem for taking us out of Mitzrayim, and we thank Hashem for Brismila and for Torah. And these are all benefits that are completely irrelevant to food. Why would we thank Hashem for taking us out of Egypt in the context of the Salami family? I understand. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you could say because we never would have gotten there to Israel had we not been taken out of Mitzrayim. But why would we thank Hashem for the Torah? We didn't just learn. We just ate. Why would we thank Hashem for Bris Mila? We didn't just uh, go to a Bris Mila. And Harav Victor Miller, Zechotach Bracha, offers the following suggestion. And this is found in... Number 15 on the sheet. Um, and Rav Miller is in the Sefer Leva Victor, where he brings an idea, and we spoke about it at Lev on Tishvah, that the Pasuk says in the Sefer Leva, On a good day, be good. On a bad day, see. It means as follows. That on a good day, in a good mood, you need to take advantage 
is of your good mood and your well-being and your feeling of security, thank Hashem for the benefits of life. You see, on a regular day of the year, if you were to turn to a Jew and you would say, thank Hashem for this Jewah, thank Him for Torah, thank Him for taking us out of the tribe, one would think, oh, oh, what do you want from my life? Torah, I'm not, I can't even think about that. I'm in the middle of a business deal. Having a bad day, have a headache, have a my toe hurts me. What are you telling me to thank yourself for Tyra, for Christina? I'm not in a good mood. Come back on the weekend. So on a, at a regular interval or juncture, it's not so easy to tell someone, okay, be grateful for these benefits. But once when a person is in a good mood, it is important to use that good mood to thank ourselves for other things in life. And that is the concept of thanking ourselves for you and it's just be lost in the context of Rav You just ate. You're in a happy, good mood. So we say, Ravian, you're in a happy mood. Use your happiness to thank Hashem for all the benefits of life. But we would like today to uh, to explore another possibility, another answer, why we thank Hashem for all of these benefits in the context of Rav so let's begin with the famous comments of the Sefer We actually have a shir just on this Sefer Achinov. Sefer Achinov writes, I have a tradition from my Rabbeim, Yishmarim Kael, may God guard them, Shekol HaZohir V'Bechot HaMazoyim, anyone who's careful in benching, Mizoy Noisov, Mizoyimoy, Shekavoy, Shekoyama. His food will be available to him great honor all of one's days. In other words, one will be in this garnace to throughout one's life in the, in the merit of being Zohir Berbecha Tamazah. So that's an amazing uh, idea. Actually, this is part of the Pasuk says, Ma Hashem Alekecha Shoyo Me'imach Ya'akim Le'yirat Hashem Alekecha the Ramban says that the words L'toivlach are going on the beginning of the Pasuk. Mo Hashem Imach! What does God ask of you? L'toivlach. And Kanafe Afikri Ma Elamea. Ma could be read as the hundred brachos. That Hashem tells us to make the hundred brachos L'toivlach. It's a benefit for us. And here we see one of those benefits. Namely, if someone is careful about some of the Kavana, his food will be available to him his whole life, the Darach Kavana. Now, the Roikeach, in Shin tells us, all the letters of the Hebrew alphabet are in Darach except for the final page. To teach us, as someone who makes, says, Darach the Kavana, there's no Af, there's no Shetzef, there's no ketzef, there's no anaf, and there's no bad stuff. Bad stuff also ends in the final thing. Bad, bezalim, stuff. Samaf, tef, final thing. So there's no af, shetzef, ketzef, anaf, or bad stuff in a place where they think of some other bekavana. And one will be zoycha to 80 roses in his garden in Gan Eden. By the way, there's no final pain in the Rav of Yosef or, or in the entire Shemana So here we see that by saying, 
Mother of the Kavana, one is also protected from great harm. Furthermore, the Chuda in the Mitzvah Seyoros, he says an amazing thing. A Segula for Parnasa is a Berchah As the Pasuk says, Berchah Hashem Kit Ha'ashir. Literally, through the breast of blessing of God, one becomes wealthy. But it can mean as follows. Through the blessing that is biblical, namely, Hashem brings wealth. And El Yorabba says that um, he brings from the Rosh Hashanah that one should always say Berchah the Ram because the Chayal is Ma'ira one's Kavana and it helps to remember in case there's something to uh, add to the Berchah uh, Now the Mishaburah says that Medaktikim are careful to say Berchah from a Siddur, not Malchah. And if I, if I would add, Medaktikim are also careful not to bend from a, tele, from a cell phone. I am very opposed to A, having the cell phone control. It's fine if you don't want to dominate. Let's say you want to say, I don't want to dominate. And that would be that. I would like to disgrace the dominant. He brings down a story that somebody passed away and the deceased revealed himself to a relative and he says, every day they judge me and they punish me that it was not medakdeg to be mevarech my brachos the kavanas halim. Okay, so let's start with some important ha'arais on Berchah We know Berchah begins with Zimon and if you have a minion you say Baruch Eloikeinu Shachan and you invoke God's name Midas Hadin Eloikeinu Eloikeinu in contradistinction to Berchas HaToyro when you say Baruch Eloikeinu Hashem HaMavoyra the Shem Havaya and the Torah Yomtev is troubled why by Berchas HaMazayim do we say Eloikim and by Torah we say Shem Havaya and he says as follows when it comes to food God is morally obligated to feed us and to an extent. He created us, so He has to feed us. So He feeds us the din. Masha'enkin, the Torah, is a gift of love, is rachamim. Therefore we say, Baruch Hu Hashem HaMavayim. Okay. Now who is Masakin? Baruch The Gemara says in Baruch and Nachman says, Amr of Nachman, Moshe was masakin for Kal Yisrael, the first bracha, when the man came down. The man came down, Moshe made the first bracha. Yeshua was masakin the second bracha when they entered Eretz Yisrael. David and Shlomo were masakin Bani Yerushalayim. David was masakin al Yisrael, Amecha, Baal Yisrael, Yerecha, and Shlomo was masakin ve'al Abayis HaGadol ve'HaKadosh. Hatoi ve'Hametiv, they enacted in Yavne, when the Harugei Beta were given 
the Kabura, which by the way happened on Tubov. Okay. Now comes the Kazaina. What about before the Jewish people entered Eretz Yisrael? They didn't. They didn't say Berchus Hamazon. Did the Jewish people say Berchus Hamazon when they entered Eretz Yisrael? Um, did the Jewish people say benching before they entered Eretz Yisrael? Think about it. The man Moshe was masakin in the midbar. Yeshua was masakin. Noidel Chashem lekin Ashen Chalta that you caused us to inherit. So the Chazonish says, before they entered Eretz Yisrael, they said, Berchus HaMazon. Ooh, now we understand why Moshe Rabbeinu was not Masaki in the second bracha of Berchus HaMazon. Because what would he have enacted? Thank you, Hashem, that you will cause us to inherit Eretz Yisrael, but then the bracha would have had a change. So he didn't want to enact a bracha, and then it would have to be altered. Says the Chazonish of Tzarech it was going to change. And so how did they make this bracha? Everybody made it, everybody made it according to their nosach until they conquered it. And then Yeshua established a set format. Yushalayim also. They said a bracha before Yushalayim was sanctified. But because it would have to change, Yeshua did not want to be kaveyat. And do, so it says the Chazanish, maybe not. Maybe Moshe was Masaki in the second bracha, and then Yeshua changed it. Says the Chazanish, Don't say Moshe really enacted all of them. Because then, Berchas Yushalayim changed after it was destroyed. Like the Rishonim said, that Mitchilatz, before it was built, they would daven for the Binyan Beis HaBechira. Meaning the Rishonim say something interesting. They say that Yushala, the Brach of Yushalayim was Nishtansa after it was destroyed. So if Yushalayim, so the Chazonir says, don't say Moshe Rabbeinu was masakin it, but it would change through Yehoshua. Because then, Yushalayim also changed. Because before it was built, they were Mavakesh on the Binyan Beis HaBechira. Or, says the Chazanish, they already knew that Yushalayim was the Nachala because it was already Neskadesh from the times of Abraham Avinu. Um... Now, in the Madane Yomtev, he writes that the first bracha was enacted at the end of 40 years in the Arvais Moyav, like it says in, uh, like it's written in Mishnah Torah. It says the Arvais Moyav. Meaning, the Pasuk Riachalta Vesavat Veirachta was written in year 40. That means they enacted it in the year 40. But says the Chazanish, this would not seem to be correct. Because all Tariag mitzvahs were said misinai, like we say in many places, and in Ayomayr it was just repeated. And also the language of the Gemara is 
But, says the, the Chazanish, in all honesty, it's not exactly when the man fell, because the man began to fall before, fall before the Matan Torah, and we're saying that the, the bracha of Berches Hamazan was composed by Moshe at Matan Torah, sort of a little bit after the man began to fall. Now, I want to show you an amazing remez in Berches Hamazan, from the Holy Shla. The Shla says, there seems to be a grammatical inaccuracy in one of the words of Berchus Hamazan. We say, Tamid loichasar lanu v'yal yechsar lanu. More correctly, it should say, Tamid loichisar lanu. He never caused us to be missing. We were never lacking. And then it should say, And He should never cause us to be lacking. But instead, we say, He never caused us to lack. And we should not be missing. It, it would seem that the correct way to vocalize these words is, And the Shlach says something Unbelievable. And that is, even the Kudais have Gematria. And the Gematria of a Nekuda is, a dot is like a Yod, is 10. And a line is a Vav, is 6. And a Kamat is really a, la, a horizontal line, that's a Vav, 6. And then a little dot, a Yod. Like in the old uh, Sidurim, the Kamats was a horizontal line with a dot under it, not a line. And therefore, a patach is gematria 6. A chirik, which is one dot, is 10. A tseire, or a shiva, is two dots, is 20. A segal is three dots, 30. The gematria of nekudos, of chisar and yechaser, well, chisar is a dot and a line, is 16. And Yechaser is a Shva, a Patach, and a Tzere is 46. 16 and 46 is 62. That has no meaning. But the way we vocalize it, Tamiloi Chasar, Chasar is a Kamat and a Patach, 16 and 6, that's 22. The Yechsar is a Segal, 30, Shva, 20, Patach, 6. 56 and 22 is 78, Gematria Lechem, that we purposely pronounce the words, Tamid Chasar, Vial Yechsar, in order to be Merames and to, um, to the great gift that Hashem gives us of Lechem. Now, there uh, is a very interesting <coughs> question. Raised by the Beis Elohim, the Mabit, Rav Moshe Mitrani, and it's also addressed in the Oitzer Atfilos, and that is here. Some people say in Berachas Hamazon, Ka'amur Poiseach Es Yadecha Umasviel Chalcheratzin. Now the the Kol Boy says, don't say this, because Moshe Rabbeinu was Masak in Berachas Hazayin, and the pasuk Poiseach Es Yadecha was from David Amalech and Ashrei, so. How would David Amelach, how would David's Pasuk have gotten into 
Tefillah composed by Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Beis Yosef says this is not a compelling question. The Ramah in the document says the Minug is not to say it. Uh, but the Ramam says yes to say it. And the Machsar Vitri and the Arizal say to say it. What about the fact, how does a Pasuk in Tehillim get into a Tefillah written by Moshe Rabbeinu? So the Mabit writes that nothing was hit, hidden from the purview of Moshe Rabbeinu from what he saw in Avu of Baruch HaKodesh. Because Leka Midi Raisa. And that Pasuk was frequent in Moshe's mouth and, mouth and he arranged it in Baruch HaZon. He knew that afterwards David HaMelech would arrange it in uh, Tehillim. Just like uh, David arranged the Mizmoyrim of the Bnei Kairach, he would arrange this Pasuk. And those who say Ka'amur, because we mean Ka'amur, Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't have said Ka'amur, that word Ka'amur may have been added after. <laughs> but originally when Moshe Rabbeinu's Berchus HaMazen, it just said the Pasuk possibly without the word Ka'amur. That's the number 12. Another possible answer brought in the Oitzar Tfilois is that Toysvis in Gitin says regarding a certain Pasuk in Mishle that Ashmadai was familiar with um <clears throat> Toysus says, even before it was written in Mishle, it was frequent in the mouths of people. Okay, let's move on to the next uh, bracha. Noidelcha. Rabbi Yaakov Emden points out, Noidelcha has 86 words. Kaminyan Eloikim. And <coughs> that's the Mida of Gevura, Mida Sadin. Now Eloikim is Gematria 86, in HaKoyel 87, Gematria Levana. Because who composed the second bracha, Bracha Samazayim? Yehoshua Benun. Ooh, Yehoshua Benun. Yehoshua Benun was like the sun, Yehoshua was like the moon. Therefore, since Yehoshua was like the moon, he composed the bracha with 86 words, Gematria Levana. Interestingly, in the Sefer Toldois Ze'ev of Reb Chaim Shraga Faival Frank, he wants to know, we know the mitzvah of, well, there's a mitzvah da'iraisa of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. There's a mitzvah of Yeshivas Eretz Yisrael. According to Ramban, it's a mitzvah to say da'iraisa, and anyone who lives in Eretz Yisrael is Mekayim Bechorega Verega, a mitzvah mid da'iraisa, and therefore, L'chayra, there should be a bracha on the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. And he says amazingly that it's reasonable to say that in Berchus Hamazayin that we may be mavarech and we say Noida l'cha Hashem lo'keno al shenchato la'vayseinu eretz chamda toyva orachava. This in, is, uh, includes the bracha on Yishev Eretz Yisrael, and therefore he adds those who live in Eretz Yisrael should be mechavein in the recitation of this bracha to that. How grateful they are to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that the Yivan Shem gave them the schus to live in Eretz Yisrael. Reb Nasi, okay. So next week when you go to 
the Holy Land, you can make a bracha on Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. Al Ha'aretz, um, Al Ha'aretz V'Al Hamazon. Okay. Now let us move on. Back to the issue that I was discussing before. Why is it that we thank Hashem for these uh, seemingly random gifts in Berchas HaMazen? Bris, Torah, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So the Chassam Sofer says as follows, V'yachalta v'savata uveirachta s'ashem alekech alar s'atara sh'nasonlach. And what are the next psukim? Hisham alecha pen tishkach. Says the Holy Chassam Sofer, Yira ki harei anu mevarchim berchas hamazen. Remevarich berchas hamazen. Umazkirin bris, v'tayra, v'chukecha. Why? Says the Chassam Sofer, why are we thanking Hashem for all these things? Because without them, it's not roy to make a bracha on food. What benefit is there that God gave us food to sustain our bodies when the body is merely a physical entity? It's a sophisticated behema on a physical level. Physical pleasure in and of itself is not worthy of a bracha in loishem sibay sukiyam brisay v'tayra v'chukim unless they are the impetus for us to fulfill our spiritual pursuits. However, one who makes the achila the ikr and is mavarech only on the achila, they're gonna think oil mazes davar chashiv and he's gonna be drawn to forget Hashem and he's going to turn away. Therefore, it says v'yachalta v'savato irachlas v'shem v'yachal alor satev v'levad. If you just thank Hashem for the land, for the artsiyos, and not for the mitzvahs, watch out, Hisham Melcha Pentish Gachas Hashem. So the Chassam Soifer Agavorcha is answering our question. Chassam Soifer says, what's the juxtaposition? You're going to bless Hashem, and then you're going to forget about Him? How could you forget about Him? You just blessed Him. The answer is, if you're just going to thank Hashem for the delicious tastes and the juicy foods, and you're going to make a, a prominence out of Olam one will come to forget about Hashem. And that is why it is crucial in Berchas HaMazayim to thank Hashem for Torah, for Bris, for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, for the spiritual benefits, to make the Achila not just for the purpose of Olam but for its, its use as a motivation and an enabler for Olam now I want to show you an Alshech, because I believe the Alshech is arguing on the Chazoynesh. The Alshech says, Va'oz uveirachtas Hashem. Says the Alshech, Kine Yoshua tikem v'rechaz ha'aretz. Ach loy kenusach asher hi lanu ata. Yoshua composed the bracha of... Uh, but not the way we have it now. Why? But Yoshua didn't say Alshen Chato Lavoisenu. Ach Yoshua Loitiken Kim Noidelcha Alshen Chato Lanu. And that's why the Pasuk says, Vizel Shamazer Vaimel Yisrael. Moshe warns Kaisa, 
say act but often in a way shave akhalta basavata or veirahta ala arat hatayva ashanas allah you should act in a way where you're going to say in berakha samazain and thank hashem ya khad azabashan ala satab ashanas allah that it will be your land but not that you should have to say shan khalta lava sinu you don't want to be in Golos and say noid al khasham lakeno Nowadays we say Yeshua was a masakin Yeshua was masakin And how would one cause such a thing? How can a person ensure that his Baruch HaSamazin will not be that's only if he that's only if a person is careful not to forget about Hashem. But this is a little different than the Chazoynish, because the Chazoynish says that Moshe Rabbeinu could not have been Masakin and then Yeshua switched it. Why? That's not possible. Says the Chazonish. That the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin, um, the reason Moshe was not Masakin the second bracha is because it would have to change. So why can't we say Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin the second bracha? And Taka, it changed. Yeshua. Originally, Moshe Rabbeinu said, and Yeshua switched it. Um, Chazoynish says, no, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't, wasn't masakin it, because it's going to change. And don't say Moshe was masakin and Yeshua changed it. But anyway, we see from the Alshech that the bracha did change, because... Klal Yisrael did not say Ashen Chata Lavaisinu Eretzchem the Teva Chavach. Klal Yisrael said Ashen Chata Lano. Let's see another interesting point regarding Rachim. Some people say Rachim. Let's take a poll over here. Raise your hand. Let's see. I don't know who's on. Do you say Rachim or Rachim Na? Raise your hand if you say Rachim Na. Raise your hand if you say Rachim. Nobody. Raise your hand if you eat. No, no eaters over here. Okay. Um, the Baal Sha'amar from the Tartuma says there are some Nuschois that leave out the word Na. He says, why, why would we say Rachimna? He says a very interesting thing. In all the blessings of Baruch HaSamazayim, the Shem Havaya comes after two words. Baruch Atah Hashem, Noidolcha Hashem, V'yala Akol Hashem, Ratzei Vachisina Hashem, Baruch Atah Hashem, Baruch Atah Hashem. 
Now we don't know the reason, but in order to, for it to have a, uh, a symmetrical pattern, we say Rachim Na Hashem. Maybe the reason is as follows. Gemara Chulin says Sadi Alafam Beis Klal Yisrael are beloved before Hashem more than the angels, because Klal Yisrael says Hashem's name after two words Shema Yisrael Hashem, and the Malachim say it after three words Kadosh 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 Hashem. Also, this is Marumas Ebereishes Bara Eloikim. But it could be we say Rachim Na. Uh, to keep it after two words. Now, what's the zuchus that Klal Yisrael have? That we're able to say Hashem's name after two words and the Malachim can only say it after three words. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin Kovdalad, feeding others is such a big zuchus that it brings those who are distant close. That in the merit that Yisrael said, Keren he was zoicha that his descendants sat in the Lishkas Hagazos. So let us say, in the schar of the gratitude that we ate from the goodness of Hashem, and the schar that we're medaktik to say, we're also able to say Hashem's name after two words. Now, another interesting thing. This is a very big controversy. Um, that was brought up by the Baal Tartamima, and I believe Reb Chaim Knievsky says, really, he's right, but we don't do this. And that is, we say, We don't want gifts, we don't want loans. Only from your hand. Hamaleya, that is full. Hapesucha, that is open. Hakedoisha, that is holy. Baharachava, and that is wide. One of these things does not belong here. We say, God, your hand is full, open, holy, and wide. Holy. Why do we care if God's hand is holy? He's feeding us. Full, I understand. You want a full meal. Open, I understand. If it's close, you're not going to eat. Wide, I understand. You want breath. Holy, what's... What's holy doing here? This is a, a bracha of a physical bracha of God giving it to us. It says, Malayab Sukhurachaba. What's this Kedusha doing here? And what does Kedusha have to do with Mazoinois? Says the Baal Tartimino, there is no question that in Hebrew, the Kuf and the Gimel are from, emanate from the same source, from the palate. And sometimes Gimel and Kuf are interchangeable. Like Paku Palilia is to be Pagu Vayafeg. Or Benagfai Es Mitzrayim. It should be Benagpai. Ein Adam Noikefetzbai. Kedosha is instead of Gedusha. Gadosh, overflowing. Meleya, Psucha, Gedusha, Urchava. Gedusha is even more than Malay. Malay is full. Gedusha is overflowing. And therefore the Baal Tartimah says that the correct pronunciation is, or the correct interpretation is, Gedusha, not Kedusha. 
if I am not mistaken, one second, I just saw, oh, I have it right here, yep. Rav Chaim Knievsky on Berchus HaMozayim. Rav Chaim also has what to say on this. Says Rav Chaim. That what, Reb Ch- that what the Baal Tartun is saying is logical, but he's not going to change the traditional version of the text, and he himself says Kedosha. So Kedosha is correct, and Kedosha is what you should do. Why you should do that? I would say the, the answer is like the Baal Tartun said himself. That, that's what it means. Kedosha and the Gimel and the Kuf are interchangeable, and there are times in Tanakh where the word... Uh, is understood as if it had a gimel there. Here's another, another interesting tidbit regarding Berchus Hamazon. Boine, who says Uvnei Yisrael Rekin Shemavim and Berchat Hashem? Boine Yerushalayim Amen or Boine Berachamav? Raise your hand if you say Berachamav. Raise your hand if you're asleep. Okay. Do you say Barachamov or do you not say Barachamov? So it's a big controversy. In the Sidra of Sadia Goin, it's Boine Yerushalayim Amen. And the Machsavitri says, Boine Yerushalayim Amen. And the Avudraham says, Boine Yerushalayim Amen. And the Archais Chaim says, Don't say Barachamov. Because Yerushalayim will not be built Barachamov. But the Mishbat, Shenemar, Sihiyahim, the Mishbati Padah. And the cowboy says, you're not allowed to say Barachamav. So Reb Sadia Goin, the Machsavitri, Avudraham, the Orchus Chaim, and the cowboy. Comes the Mordechai that the Maram, May Rothenberg, would say, Boine Barachamishalayim. And the Beis Yosef says, that if you're going to say, he says, if you say Barachamav, you don't have to bench again. Okay, so don't worry, all you out there who say Barachamav, you're still Yoytzei Berchus Hamazon, if you say Barachamav. Because we do find an expression of Rachamim by the base of Mikdash, like you find in Zechariah, Shavti Yerushan Berachamim Beisi Yibaneba. But Lecharchila, the base Yosef says, do not say Berachamim. Therefore, if you are a Sfardi, you do not say Berachamav. However, the Raman, the Dark Yemoshe says, the Minog is like the Maram, because that which is at Sil Mishvat that it doesn't mean God will do it by Mishpat, in the merit of our conducting Mishpat. The Bach in the name of the Marshal also says that the Iker is, um, you could say, Barachamim. However, the Gra did not say Barachamim, only Banishlam. So here's the bottom line. Sfardim, don't say it. Those who follow the Gra, don't say it. In general, Ashkenazim do say it. Now, we have one more bracha of Shemana Esrei, of Berchus HaMazan, and that is the bracha of Ataiv Why was the bracha of Ataiv enacted? Oh, because in the times of the Rabban Gamliel, those who were massacred at Beitar were given to Kavura. Let ask you a question. The guy had a salami sandwich with a pickle and a slice of tomato and some mustard. Why are you bothering him to thank Hashem that dead people were buried? What's that got to do with his eating? Are you good with that? You had a meal, and now you have to thank Hashem that people were buried. What's that got to do with your meal? So the Balaturim on the Parsha 
brings a smichos, the achalta, the savata, juxtaposed to that is pen tishkach. Don't forget, you need to remember the yoyim hamisa and berches hamazoyim, and that's why we say hatoivam in the bracha of berches hamazoyim. We say hatoivahamitiv. The Noy de Behuda gives a a rationale, Alpi Musr, a very penetrating rationale, why we say the Brach of Atev Ametim Berchas Hamazayim. Says the Noy de Behuda. You know why they were stuck in Atev Ametim? Don't say, you know, these bodies, there was another miracle. They didn't rot. So if they didn't rot, you'll say, why do they need to be buried? They're not lying in shame. They're not rotting. The answer is, kavura is not needed for the guf, but it's needed for the nefesh. Because so long as the body is not in the earth, <coughs> the neshama will not go up to shemayim. Like it says in Kohelas, then, when the dust goes, returns to the earth, therefore they're masakin hamitiv, that they were given the kavura. Why is that in Berchus HaMazayim? So that people realize that one day they will rot. Because for these people it was a miracle that they didn't rot. Therefore don't eat so much. Because whatever you eat it's going to rot. And they juxtaposed it close to Bonei Yerushalayim to strengthen us in the Galas. Not to think Chas V'Shalayim. We're outside of Eretz HaKodesh. We don't have a Mishkan. We don't have the Shechina. We can't overcome the Yitzhahara. That's Machtias. How can we stand against it? The Malacham the Malach the Yitzhahara is a Malach. And we're Basar. So we think, for sure, we're going to sin and we're going to spoil. We're going to rot. So Hashem says, no. <clears throat> Hashem showed us the miracle of the Harugei Beitar. That so long as the Nefesh is within us, the nefesh could make sure that the meat, the flesh doesn't rot. Because these bodies, even though the nefesh left the guf, nevertheless, the nefesh hovered over them from the outside to be able to preserve them and to ensure their body didn't rot. So to us, even though we're away from the shechina, the shechina, so to speak, is still mashpia upon us and protects us. Then we have these harachamans. What in the world are these harachamans? Harachamans who find a sin in Bechavai. Harachamans who dwell in. Harachamans who dwell in Bechavai. Harachamans who dwell in Bechavai. What are these harachamans? I mean, we finished benching. We did whatever we had to do. We said the brachas to Araisa. We said the brachas to Rabbanan. Why are we saying harachamans? So, I like to explain with the Rabbeinu Bechayi. Rabbeinu Bechayi says, Friday night, Women light the candles and then they're mispalel. What do they daven for? They daven that their children should be God-fearing. They should have midos toivos. They should be loim de toira. Why do they daven when they light the candles? Who, who said that that's the time to daven? Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says the, the principle is whenever one is mekayim a mitzvah, it's an esratzen. In fact... One time, he visited, uh, Roshiva said he visited Rabshach. And Rabshach, he was with Rabshach 
when Rav Shach visited the Briskarav. And the Briskarav was very overjoyed with the visit of Rosh Hashiva. And he gave Rav Shach to, to eat bread so he could say Baruch Salmazan and say the Harachaman. And he brought over here from the Goyen of Aaron Rata, the Shoimer Amunim, that if a Jew walks in the street and he's encountered with a temptation to look at something indecent and he turns away and he overcomes that challenge and he fulfills the mitzvah of that is an Esrat sign that a person could daven for whatever they need that their tool should be niskabel. The Chavetz Chaim said a, a similar thing when it comes to Berchus HaMazayin. Berchus HaMazayin is a mitzvah Raisa. If it's a mitzvah Raisa, fulfilling it, do, fulfilling it is an Ace sign. So now you can take advantage of that Ace sign and be mispalel. Harachamon hu yimlach chalein alayim va'ed. Harachamon hu yisbarach hashem hasracham yishtabach adorim. Harachamon hu yifarnasinu b'chavayid. By the way, I like to say that the Harachamons are like a Nushman Esrei. First you have Yimloi Chalinu Lailamba, it is like Avais. You're talking about Hashem's Malucha. Harachmi Yisbarach Vashamayim Uvaaretz. Harachmi Yisbarach Dorin Vyisbar is Tiferes, is Yaakov. And now you can make requests. Harachamon, you find us in Machavad. But first you need three Harachamons of praising Hashem. Okay. And now I want to tell you a Chidush Oyoim Venoira. You ready? I want to tell you a novel Pshat. Why we thank Hashem. For for bris Torah, Yitzias Mitzrayim in Berchus Hamazon. What is Berchus Hamazon? We say like this. We say in Parshas Ekev, Baruch Tihiyem Mikal Ha'amim La Yihiyevcha Akar Va'akara Uvivem Techa. Why do we have to bless Hashem? Because a few psukim before, v'yachalta v'savata uveirachta, is baruch tihiyeh mikolo amim. You are blessed from all the nations of the world. And therefore, if God tells us that we are blessed, now it's incumbent upon us to respond in kind and to bless Hashem. It's not just in a vacuum, v'yachalta v'savata uveirachta. First Hashem says, Baruch Tiyah, I bless you. So Hashem says, oh, you bless us? So now we're going to bless HaKadosh Baruch. How does Hashem bless us? How are we, Baruch Tiyah Mikol Ha'amim? Well, let's think about all the advantages we have over the nations of the world. We have, we were taken out of Mitzrayim. And we were given the Torah. And we have Rismila. Okay, that's how we're, Baruch Tiyah Mikol Ha'amim. So now we have to bless Hashem and thank Hashem for all those benefits. So that's why we have to thank Hashem for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, for Brismila, for Eretz Yisrael, and for the Torah. So he said, what? Berchas Hamazoin is in response to Baruch Tiyah Mikolo Amim. So Hashem says to us, Baruch Tiyah Mikolo Amim. So we say to Hashem, Uveirachta? Who says that? I'll tell you the truth. It's not found in any of the Mepharshim, but it's explicit in the Zmiroi Shel Shabbos. Lo hisech sa'ar koboi v'yachalta v'savata v'savata uveirachta sashem eloikecha eloikecha So that's v'yachalta v'savata And who are you going to bless? Asher ahavta 
Ohavta Nu Kive Rachicha Mikal Mikal Amim. So it's saying the reason we bless Hashem is Kive Rachicha Mikal Hamim. We bless Hashem because He blessed us Mikal Amim. Where does the Zmiros get this from? The Psukim in Parashas Ekev. Baruch Tia Mikal Amim. So we then have to articulate how how we are Baruch Tia Mikal Amim. Namely, we are taken out of Mitzrayim. We're given Eretz Yisrael, we have Rasmila, and we have the Torah. So we've given three reasons why we mention all these things in Baruch Tzavaz. Number one, Rabbi Victor Miller, we're in a good mood. We want to take, take advantage of our good mood to thank Hashem, thank Hashem for all the benefits. Number two, like the Chassam Soifer says, just to eat for the sake of eating, it has no value. We want to articulate that we don't want to come to forget Hashem, that the purpose of the Achila is for all of these spiritual benefits. And number three, the purpose of thanking Hashem, of being Mevarech Hashem, is to respond in kind. God was Mevarech us, Mikol Amim. we have to be Mevarech Him. How was He Mevarech us? He was Mevarech us, Yitzias Mitzrayim, Bris Mila, Eretz Yisrael, and Taira. Marv Rabbi Ribansham asks us, he asks us to make the Mea Brachais for your benefit. It is for our benefit. And for our benefit, we, the Yibam responds in kind that, as the Sefer HaChinuch says, There is no final pay, there is no af, shetsef, ketsef, anaf, or bad stuff in Berchas Hamazayin. Rabbi Yisai, have a great day. Brachavat Zlacha.